from round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Pablo for breakfast. For the final time for 2023, I wonder if he sits on his throne over the summer. I'm not too sure. He is our movie critic, Adam Ross, King of the Nerds. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you, Pablo. It's pretty hot up here on my throne at the moment, uh, which is a sweltering mini study in St Kilda for listeners that don't know what uh, where I really am. <laughs> oh, it's a tough life. It's a tough it's life. It's a tough life. I tell you what, what is tough is uh, trying to put together a list of you, the top five movies, right? Because we have been inundated with some absolute rip roaring shows and tv and movies this year uh and i asked you to to compile the top five so let's start at number five what are you giving us and now look i i just give a real quick shout out to that i talked about the other week i really like michael mann's ferrari which mm-hmm. is opening soon i think it's a really interesting film about relationship dynamics and also obviously about car racing but really good i love bradley cooper's maestro which is dropping soon as well uh, the leonard bernstein story great film and cannot wait to revisit that but i'm going to talk about my actual five theatrical experiences and movies that got me going number five would be john wick chapter four and i just qualify that by saying that you know cinema is a lot of things but sometimes cinema is spectacle and you know and keanu reeves here you know like there is no reason why a fourth installment in an action franchise should be any good and you're not coming here for the plot so like you know when I say that John Wick, you know, four is better than Maestro, I sound like an insane person. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's just more that what Chad Stileski and Keanu are doing are saying, like, look, we basically have no cap on the budget and no cap on our ambition. And let's pin you to the seat and show you action filmmaking that is on such a level that it makes you laugh. You laugh out loud at how audacious like this is. And so I like action movies. I like all movies, but I like action movies. And John Wick Chapter 4 has got some of the most mind-boggling stuff I've seen in action filmmaking. Number four. Now, this is extraordinarily biased because what it comes down to when you do these lists, and I fight with a lot of other critics about this, is is it is it the five best films or your five favourite films? Mm. Because sometimes they're very, very different things. This is kind of in the centre, but this is David Fincher's The Killer. Now, I was always going to like this, even if it was just two hours of the black screen. <laughs> and the reason why is that David Fincher is my favourite filmmaker. Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven, which is my favourite screenplay, wrote this. The soundtrack is by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Nine Inch Nails is my favorite band so uh, michael fassbender is one of my favorite all-time actors why wouldn't i like this but i think that this is a queasy strange film polarizing i've seen it four times i think it sits in the margins i can't stop thinking about it i think it's technically brilliant and beautiful as all finch's products are but i think that this will grow in reverence over years because it's sold as a liam neeson actioner but what it really is is a movie about a man losing control of his professional life and having a tantrum and scrubbing out anyone that can know that he has failings. And I think that there's a lot of people doing that in the world at the moment on the internet. So I just think this is an interesting, thematically rich movie. Yes, it is on my watch list at the moment. Uh, Number three, what have you got? The movie that you don't want to see the most is Talk To Me. (laughs) I almost feel like this segment has just become about like a fan thing about Talk To Me, right? You know, but um, yeah, this this Aussie debut has done something that I find is very rare and it's created a new Stark horror icon. And I think that, you know, when you see the Jason mask, when you see the Freddy claw, when you see the alien from Aliens, you go, that is an iconic horror image. And now this hand that you don't want in your house, you've told me that, um, that I've got. That, you know, this this conduit to, you know, the spiritual world that is in this movie, Talk To Me, is a horror icon. I just think, you know, m- movies are meant to deliver on a certain thing. Uh, John Wick was for action, is what Talk To Me is for horror. This movie horrified me. It gave me nightmares for two nights. I've watched it four times as well, and I love this movie as well. 
number two. Are we going with Oppenheimer? Are we going with Barbie? Are we going for Mission Impossible? What comes in at number two? Now, I really like, I really like and admire all of those films, but they are not even in the top two, um, which is, you know, this year, Barbie and Oppenheimer, I have to give a shout out that they did what Top Gun Maverick did last year. They got people to go back to the movies. And I love that, actually, like healthy ribbing between two franchises to polarizing different like to, to like such different directorial visions and thematic, like themes and everything and people went and did a double feature it's kind of unprecedented um i thought that was fantastic but my second favorite film of the whole, whole year is killers of the flower moon which you probably don't want to watch because it goes for three hours and 36 minutes <laughs> i'm out I've seen it three times. <laughs> and, I, and uh, you know, and look, and once again, I was always destined to love this because it's by Martin Scorsese. Um, but once again, like The Killer before it, I think this is a really stealthy movie because people see Leonardo DiCaprio and they're like, well, this is going to be a movie about a hero and this is going to be a movie about this. And ostensibly, it's a Western. But it's not. This is a movie about, you know, industrialised racism. This is about, you know, culture. It is about greed. It's about such deep, rich thematic stuff that it makes you very uncomfortable and you don't know who to root for and you don't know where it's going and you know and you just sit there at the end and you're like well that was a real movie it made you think and i think also even though she's done brilliant work before this is like the official arrival of lily gladstone as a movie star and if she doesn't win the oscar this year i will have a little private riot now number one your number one movie of the year what have you got for us now, this is, would you think that I would have picked a, <laughs> uh, you know, a New York set romance between two Koreans? Would you think that? You know, like, <laughs> no. But, um, but Past Lives, a beautiful yeah. film by Celine Song, is my favourite film of the year because out of all those experiences that I look for in a movie, the thing I always want with art is I want to cry. I want a good cry. Get me, right? Crack me, right? And Celine Song is a movie about two people that fall in love in childhood and then through the tyranny of distance, and their parents, their parents' relationships and all these other machinations are pulled apart, but never stop thinking about each other. And I think that we it's so universal and we all have people that we meet and we fall in love with and we're pulled apart from and we wonder what they're up to. And now we have socials and we can have a look. And, you know, it's strange. We're all guilty of it. You have this little voyeuristic moment where you go and check in on someone in a loving way and you're like, I hope they're happy. I hope, you know. And I also yearn for them and I miss them. And I think this movie really captures that and it made me sob and it's romantic. And I hope someone out there feels this way about me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I know for, you do, Pablo. I do, I do. I do. Of course I do. Uh, for me, <laughs> I mean, I am not a huge movie buff. You know that I love my uh, TV series a lot more. But uh, the documentary Take Care of Maya uh, oh yeah, that was incredible. One of the the That's best things wild. I think I've ever seen um, in yeah. my life. And then a shout out to um, the Boston Strangler. I really like that. Now I think that uh, it's on Disney. Um, I really enjoyed it. Sort of an American historical crime drama. It's a sure. little bit slow at, at times, but overall I, I kind of liked it. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of ones that you have listed right there that I'm going to check out over the coming months. So he's given us a good list. And of course, Taylor Swift's The Era Tour is out now as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that one. I forgot that one. <laughs> <laughs> and for the families out there, I recommend Family Switch. Uh, great little funny one with uh, Jennifer Gardner. Uh, you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, Adam, it's been an absolute pleasure this year chatting each and every week. Uh, we can't. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and can't wait to catch up in 2024. 
You too, Pablo Ryan. The mummified hand is in the mail. Santa is coming for you. <laughs> the feel-good start to your day. This is Pablo for breakfast. It's